0: hi everybody welcome to the birdcast this is an audio version of the different discussions videos and interviews that are done by the birdville nest digital learning team from birdville isd in fort worth texas Our mission is to empower teachers to develop innovative lessons that create powerful learning experiences for every student that walks into a Birdville ISD school. We're excited to share our training and learning that we have developed in this podcast. So come and join us on this learning journey. Hey everybody in today's episode you're going to join andrea and i as we talk about a tire swing and how we take that illustration and apply it to this school year and our hopes for next year when it comes to birdville isd and education in general so enjoy all right hey everybody this is taylor and andrea and we are here on the brink of our own summer vacation we get a a little a couple weeks off in the summer to, to recharge before the fall comes and it's been quite a year to uh to need to recharge and so we're happy that our teachers are out on on summer break right now but Andrea I saw something at the park this weekend all right okay so and it made me think of our teachers and it made me think about the year that we've had but then also where where we can go with this so you're familiar with a tire swing Yes. Yes. They are very fun. Uh, My (laughs) children enjoy it very much. So, and we were at the playground and I saw this, this parent pushing their kids on the tire swing and, uh, the kids were sitting in, in the tire swing and the parent was holding onto the chains and running around the tire (laughs) swing in a circle. And so the kids were kind of spinning, but there was no swinging action. And the parent was obviously getting very gassed, very tired, (laughs) from it. And the kids were just like, push us faster, push us more. They were, they were going in circles. There wasn't anything. I mean, it was good spin, but, but there wasn't anything. And I started to think about the way that I, and I'm, I'm by no means a tire swing expert in this, <laughs> but the way that I pushed the, the kids in the tire swings, I don't hold on to the chains, but they're sitting there. I'll push the tire out and I'll kind of put myself in the middle as kind of a fulcrum and then kind of spin them around me. And let them kind of just go around me in the circle and then I can spin them and they can still just stay out. And I'm in the middle letting their inertia kind of just take control of the ride. I'm not doing anything else outside of that first initial push. And then I'm just kind of nudging them on along yeah, the way.
1: That sounds much nicer to right, me. It,
0: it's, and <laughs> I, I could go all day, right? Yeah. I could go all day with, on that. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking about our teachers And how many of our teachers this year, in response to COVID, in response to going uh, emergency one-to-one, we flipped into Canvas and all those things, how many of our teachers were like that parent holding on so tight to the chains and just running around in circles, Mm. just trying to will our kids into a fun ride, Right? Yeah. Like totally. They. How many teachers are walking away this year, either completely deflated, leaving the profession, retiring early, because they were holding on so tight? That's to really that. sad. Yep. I mean, it's it's a huge bummer, and and I wonder if if there was if there had been more focus on how to reposition themselves in the classroom, how much more could have gotten done, like. And I'm just bringing this up now. We didn't even talk about this before we we're recording. But there's a little part of me, mm-hmm. a small part of me that has some regret from not doing things, more things during the quarantine time. I agree. Like I hear about people who that was their quarantine project and that they wrote books or they developed clothing lines or they made a new business. And I, I mean... I laid sod on my grass or on my yeah. yard, you yeah. know, I had projects yeah. and stuff, but I think about that, like we, ho- and how mm-hmm. much, how much are we holding on to that teacher who's holding on to that chain, running in the circle, how much are they holding on to like 2019 and the way things were before and not embracing like an opportunity for what can be next year. And cause with my, when my kids are on the, the tire swing and I push them up and I send them I'm not pushing them. It's their inertia. it's their weight, it's their speed. And so if you think about that in the classroom, I'm if I set my kids up to swing based on their expertise based on their work ethic, based on their inertia, how fast and how much more depth and fun could exist that's there, you know, and I'm secondary Andrew is yeah. elementary. Yeah. I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on that?
1: I just I remember when I was in the classroom and hearing, maybe I was four years in when I'm still just dying every day. And I remember hearing someone say, if you're the tiredest one in the classroom, then you need to rethink what you're Mm -hmm. doing. And I definitely was. And I know it looks a little different in the elementary grades because I was maybe first grade then, first or second. And letting go a little bit is scary because sometimes they go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know they probably do that in eighth and ninth grade. I don't know. But first and second graders will... Go crazy if you let them, yeah. right? But I, I do regret that I didn't um, give them a little bit more leeway because mm. when I, when I see it now, when I go into classrooms and see teachers, you know, be brave and try that out, it's so much more fun. The teacher has more fun. The kids have more fun. You get to see what's really in their head. Yeah. Without your guidance, and not all their products turn out the same, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you get to see their strengths and their, um, the things that they like, yeah, you know, interests. Yeah.
0: Well, and how much, how how easy is that differentiation, right? Yeah. The, the, The white elephant or not the white elephant, the big elephant in the room is always, how are you differentiating for your kids? Well, if you let them choose, then it's done for you. Yeah. They can do it however they feel fit and how they can present it. We had a teacher as we were rolling out blended learning before the pandemic and, um, She dove in, you know, uh, shout out to Catelyn Tucker and all of her (laughs) books and trainings that she did for us. But, um, she jumped in and started just taking on station rotation, doing some playlists and some menus and Mm -hmm. things like that. And it was messy. Like Mm -hmm. you said, they're crazy. Mm -hmm. Like elementary kids are crazy. Middle school kids are crazy. High school kids are just indifferent. And it's (laughs) a different, it's a different sort of inspiration that you have to have there. But She was, she was teaching the kids and it was messy at the beginning. If an outsider looking into her classroom Mm. would have thought that classroom is out of control.
1: That's a good point. Out of control. Mm -hmm.
0: And yet you go in and actually ask the students what they're doing and they know exactly what they're doing. They know when it's due. They know how they're going to get it done. And there was no question about what was happening.
1: And what's the teacher doing?
0: And that was the, the funny part. She came up and she said, Taylor, I have to tell you something. I feel guilty. I like, well, why do you feel guilty? She's like, I'm going home and I'm not tired. Just like you said, mm-hmm, Andrea. Mm-hmm. I'm not tired because the kids are doing the work now. Mm-hmm. And I feel guilty about that because I have friends that are teachers that are coming home tired. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. It's a counter of what I was, I'm supposed to be as a teacher. And it, it's, it, it changed everything for her. And it, it changed their outlook of her students she had class periods that she didn't like versus class periods that she did right because every yeah, group of kids happens. has a personality yeah. and those that she didn't like they, they they started to become her favorites right it changed everything
1: that's so true the ones that you think struggle just need maybe sometimes need a different way to do it yeah right and those are the ones that kind of blossom when you give them a little bit more choice yeah it yeah, that's so cool
0: it's it's so cool and you know think looking into next year lots of people lots of school districts have changed you know the cards have been laid on the table mm. being able to go one to one and us included and there's been lots of different extra funds that have come from the state and things like that to be able to support and to build the infrastructure to do this but like that doesn't mean that we have to go back and put them in the in the closet or keep them in the backpacks right you know how many how many teachers are just the phrase that we heard, at least on the secondary, and I bet, I bet it was on the elementary too. I can't wait until I can just go back and do it like it was.
1: Mm.
0: But we can't.
1: No, we can't. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Yeah.
0: I mean, how do you think the elementary kids have evolved over this year, not only starting remote and Mm -hmm. being remote for half a semester, but then having access to a Chromebook? Like, what do you think that classroom looks like now
1: well I know one thing that's really come out of all of this is that teachers have kind of um been forced to let the kids show them things or to for them to try new tools without the teacher really knowing everything about it first yes and that's okay and that the kids can figure it out and that and it's still okay that you don't know all the answers yeah and so letting go of that control is is hard at first, but I think we were forced to because there was no way we could learn all of those things. Oh yeah, no way. But we were going to try them. Yeah. And we just jumped in.
0: That's right. We become partners, right? That's yeah. It's that that idea of letting the kids help. If if they're doing the work, then they're researching the tool and the ability, and they're showing you new ways to do old content. Yeah. Right. I have a. I had a, a connection. Um, a teacher overseas and she made a, a, group of students. It was like a club and their sole purpose was to test out different tools because of the pandemic and things like right. that. And like, because overarching culture of the school was, we're not going to use this technology. And so this teacher, instead of trying to speak blue in the face, run around the tire the proverbial time tire swing she harnessed the power of the kids and said well let's come anybody who's interested come and play learn what these do and then when the idea comes up in your classroom tell your teacher hey kahoot works really well
1: Mm, i love that idea pear deck
0: is pretty awesome i I tried it in the club maybe you should try it too not saying that that works for everybody, but it was a I really unique idea. partnership.
1: I was listening to a, a podcast uh, that Seesaw put out, and this particular um, speaker was one of us. She does ed tech stuff, and she has a lab like that that she runs after school every Tuesday, and it's for the teachers to come play. Yeah. So she just has stations set up with different tools, come yeah. see what they do. And then the teachers have the ideas of what lessons. I thought, wow, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And kind of brilliant. Yeah. Just because we need time to play time. with it. That's
0: right. Time yeah. is always the issue, right? That's mm-hmm. the first thing that most teachers say. What can mm-hmm. I give you more of as a digital learning specialist, as an ed tech specialist? Time. Mm-hmm. And we can find it. There's ways to do it. And just kind of just let go of some to things. Prioritize it. Prioritize it. Yes. it. Yeah. I think I mean one of the things that is a goal for both the elementary team and the secondary team, which we can just say overarching for our our Birdville Nest team is is creativity, mm-hmm. and we're coming at it from different ways. Uh, elementary is looking at it from the ISTE standards way. We're investigating the four Cs on the secondary level in the coming year, and creativity is one of them. But creativity, you got to get messy. Absolutely. To be cre- to be creative, it doesn't just it's it doesn't happen perfectly, and that's hard for teachers.
1: It's hard for, I know especially elementary, that's my, where I come from, so that's all I see, but it's hard to have the kids have several different kinds of products at the end. Yeah, so It's harder to grade, it's harder to kind of set a norm for what's good yeah. and what's bad, Yeah, if that's where you're going with it, but at the same time, it's so much better for their brain, Yeah, and it can be a whole lot more fun, and less work while it's going on for the work. teacher. It's a little bit more planning up front. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more time grading, but how much more fun is it to grade a kid's video that they made rather than like a spelling test or a that they were forced to do. timed facts test? Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely.
0: Well, and even as you think about that, you want to set up opportunities for choice, right? You want to kind of structure it because you can't just say kids, okay, here's a triangle, figure out how to find the area. You've got to give them some foundation, but like, what if you're teaching too much like what if you we used to have to at the school that i came from one of the things for accreditation was you had to do curriculum reviews mm-hmm. and when ours came around it was like eight years since the curriculum had been reviewed and there was a ton of stuff that we eliminated. Mm-hmm. Because it did not connect with the standards. It was just done because that's the way it was always done. <laughs> Absolutely. And from yeah. the time that that curriculum was done the first time to the time that we reviewed it, we had gone one to one and we had become an innovative mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a huge amount of curriculum, a huge, <laughs> I mean, the, the, I think the, the textbooks were from like 1991. So wow. it was already oh. kind, of, kind of rough. But it changed everything and it was messy and the kids would because we we converted a little bit of it into project-based learning and the kids would ask well did the did the, the class last year do this project <laughs> nope this is new <laughs> on you good luck here we go
1: yeah well you made a comment earlier about the outside looking in yeah and for teachers that are trying this out for the first time feeling like they may have to defend that a little bit yeah right but i think if we just make it part of what we do yep. Yeah. everyone will be on board once they see yeah, where it takes our kids.
0: Yeah, it's it's so true. Um, there's one of my favorite quotes. It's from a book called The Artisan Soul, um, and it's one that sticks with me. And uh, it's it's by author and Irwin McManus, um, and I'm gonna butcher it. It's not gonna be exact, but he said true creativity is born with risk and refined through failure, mm. A.K.A. get messy. Mm-hmm. Right. We're we're not going to have the perfect system in 2021 next year because we've never done it before.
1: And if we try to go back to the way it was, it's not going to work well for us.
0: No, I can I can only imagine my middle school elementary self after 18 months of being on a device of some sort, coming into a classroom and having a teacher say, put it all away. We're not using it again. Yep. Oh, that yep. would be, I would, <laughs> I would have the gall to go to my mom and say, give me another teacher. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds bad, but. And, you know, I think the other side of that is if I was to go back into a classroom and I was on the Chromebook all day watching videos, right. I might say the same thing. Exactly. So we've got to it's find be a, a balance. something in the middle. Mm-hmm.
0: It's got to be a balance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a great advantage to have. We I We have agree. the choice, yeah. the ability to do that. So Yeah. Tire swings.
1: That's right. <laughs> no judgment on your tire swings. That's, that's right.
0: If you method. are a runner uh, around certain tire swings, no judgment at all. <laughs> there are easier ways out there. You might look at, you might hear my story and think, well, he's just a lazy tire swing pusher. <laughs> I accept fully. Yep. So. That's
1: more my style too. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Andrea. Yeah,
1: of course. That was fun.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Birdcast. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are accessing this content so you can always be connected to the Birdville Nest. If you want to know what's going on or get connected better, you can follow us at Birdville Nest on Twitter. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time.